the devil's work. Hello everyone and welcome to the first ever Real Horror Show podcast. I am Mark Green and I am Lee Richmond and today we're going to give you a little introduction to ourselves, talk about who we are, what we do and we're also going to have a discussion about The Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch Project was a film that was released in 1999 and written and directed by Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez starring Heather Donoghue, Michael C. Williams and Joshua Leonard. It's a film that I personally love and I don't, I mean, using the word directed, there's some heavy air quotes around that, I think, when it comes to the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, I mean, there is evidence to suggest that the cast actually did most of the uh, directing, the <laughs> DOP work, and, and the director and writer just kind of hung around in the woods making weird noises and trying to scare everybody. Yeah, that's pretty much the entire film. Yeah, <laughs> but it works. Uh, not for me, but we'll get we'll get to that then. We'll should we we'll talk about ourselves first then. Yeah, sure. Um, we've been running Real Horror Show website for two years now. Must be two years. Is it two? I thought it was only one and a bit. I no, I think it's two years it's because two. we started it around the time that I had that funny, hilarious allergic reaction to hair dye. Oh, yeah. oh yes, you, your first review as well was at the Halloween twenty eighteen. No, yeah, twenty nineteen Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it must be yeah because yeah, yeah. okay. Wow, yeah, time so, flies. Yeah, two years we've been running the website. We both also write as authors of horror novels. Um, big plug, you can find our work on Amazon. You should really <laughs> check it out. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Hopefully. It is awesome. Yeah, I mean, you've actually released stuff just as yourself, whereas I've only done stuff with you where we've done separate stories in one book. I haven't, I haven't done my own separate titles yet. I haven't. Yeah, but the difference is that you work for a living and I'm a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I do have an actual job as well. Yeah, yeah. see, I don't. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I write full time, uh, which gives me a great excuse to sit around not doing anything in my pyjamas all day. But we actually lived in the same town for, well, you used to live in the same town you were born, don't you? Is yeah. 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 And I've moved about, what, 10 miles away. Yeah. So we're still... Fairly close location-wise, so getting together like this is not a problem. No, no, <laughs> it, it makes collaborating on things quite easy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, last plug of the uh, of the podcast: check out our books. You'll regret it if you don't, or yeah. you might not regret it. <laughs> uh, the one other thing I will say about ourselves: we're both kind of middle-aged, overweight. Um, you've got more hair than me, and you're talking. I'm on a diet. <laughs> I've lost a stone in three weeks. <laughs> Admittedly, losing a stone is a bit like throwing the deck chair off Titanic. Hey, it's a start. It's a start. It's a start. You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's us. This is our <laughs> podcast. This is the first of hopefully many, uh, and we'll crack into the Blair Witch Project, shall we? Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to start? Because you're in the, you're in the, you're in the camp of people who like the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, firstly, I don't think you can deny the cultural impact of the Blair Witch Project. I mean, for better or worse, it kickstarted a, a, a new genre of horror film. Um, I know it's not the first. People always claim that. Cannibal Holocaust was probably the first found footage film, but this brought it to the forefront and inspired the genre that followed, if you like. I mean, there are some duds in this genre. People tend to like either like that kind of film or don't like that kind of film, but the cultural impact of the Blair Witch Project can't be denied. Yeah, I, I will agree with you on that one. 
it was one of the first times that the internet was used in a way, I guess, to promote a film. Yeah. And how they went about that was yeah. really, really good. I mean, the internet was quite fledgling back then. I mean, people yeah. didn't have computers in their houses like they have now. They sort back of like, in the old days. I know. Yes, we were all still sending smoke signals. <laughs> I use my pigeon. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was clever in its use of the internet to promote it. I mean, people actually went into this film thinking it was more of a documentary and these people had actually gone missing. Because of how they utilise the internet with like missing posters and um, yeah, the, sort of like the marketing campaign. I, I can't fault that. I will, I will stand by that. Even yeah, I don't like the movie. What they did to promote it and make everyone believe it was real, they did a fantastic job. Like it really hooked everyone in, and made everyone go, "Hang on, what is this? I need to go and see it." Plus, this movie was made for pittance. I mean, it was made for for barely any money. Sort of like you know, with regard to the film budgets and how they usually sort of rack up and it raked it, in the cash it holds a guinness records title i think for most like a, a per capita thing so every dollar they'd spent they earned like ten thousand dollars or something like that yeah so you know to, to make a film for whatever it was how much did they spend can you remember i think it was like um it wasn't a huge amount and it made millions and millions they, they made it in the thousands didn't they it was like only a few 20,000, 30,000, something yeah, like that, maybe. Do you know what? I didn't make a note of any of the figures. <laughs> no. Anyway, it was made very cheap, and um, it, it raked in millions. And I think, yeah, it still, it still holds a record, I think, for most profitable movie of all time. Yeah. No, I, I, I will agree on that part. And the fact that it did kind of kickstart that whole found footage thing, for better or for worse. I mean, like you said, some there are some duds, but there are some that I really like. Such yeah, I mean, I could name a few off the top of my head. I mean, yeah. what was that one with the vampire? Afflicted? Uh, Afflicted? Was it? Afflicted. Yeah. Um, where? That was a great I really film. I The werewolf one. Where? Yeah, France. Where was a good film. Um, uh, Chronicle? Yeah, Chronicle was all right. I don't get the fuss with Chronicle. It kind of... To be fair, I haven't seen it since it first came out, but I remember liking it. I think I we watched watch it more it, yeah. sort of recently, and it kind of just... Annoyed me. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll have to. I'll have to give it another go. But yeah, like the wreck movies as well. Yeah, and um, oh, what's the one with the monster in New York? Godzilla. No, not Godzilla. The crap one, No, the found footage film. In, I can't oh, um, oh, Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Gotcha, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Why could I not think of the title, of Cloverfield? Um, yeah, that was a great movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, then obviously more recently we've had the paranormal like, activity movies, which me and Mark were discussing, like. A few minutes ago, um, again, he's not a fan of these films. 45 minutes of watching people sleep. Yes, that is true. But <laughs> I quite like the first one. I thought the first one was quite innovative. You know, made great use of its zero budget. The third one I found to be quite interesting. The second one and, and pretty much any of the other films bored me to tears. See, for me, the first one has the same faults that I'm going to get into with the Blair Witch Project, which is it's a lot of nothing happening. Yeah, but I don't think it is. Sort of watching it more recently and sitting down and really sort of like analysing the film, I think something much more clever was going on in that film than people seem to realise. I don't think the film is about what people think it's about. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think something else was going on I, in that film. I can guarantee I could reenact this entire movie in one sentence. So <laughs> I want to hear this. It's just basically, let's go to the woods. Where's the map? Josh! 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 The end. Yeah, and you forgot that. Sorry if I shouted, I'm just blowing my eardrums out. Yeah, spoiler, yeah. clunk, <laughs> the end. Yeah. Clunk, uh, the end. Um, what I couldn't do with that, though, was give one a dis uh, an audio description of how bad the fucking camera work is. That horrible, shaky, motion sickness-inducing... I mean, that didn't affect me, but I know a lot of people who watched it 
felt ill from that. I kind of see what you're saying. Um, I mean, there are some scenes where it's forgiven, like when they're running for their lives in the woods, in the dark. I mean, why you would think, first thing I've got to do when I run for my life is pick the camera up. <laughs> but the rest of the film, they're supposed to be film students. You would think yeah. they would know how to operate a camera and a, and a mic. That Yeah, some of the camera work is really shoddy when these people are supposed to be film students. But like I say, other scenes when they're sort of running around sort of like as far as they're concerned for their lives, you can understand the camera being a bit shaky. The thing is, and I didn't realise until re-watching it in order to do this podcast, because I haven't seen it since it was first released, I think. So I would have watched it, say, 2000, 2001. Around then would have been the last time I'd watched it. Yeah. Even the title sequence where it comes up with the little text crawl that just says about this is a true story and the thing, the little title for the Blair Witch Project, they're shaky. They're probably on the screen. It's like a little prep to go like, okay, brace yourselves because this is going to be shaky as fuck. I actually wrote that down in my notes too. I'm like, why are the titles fucking shaky? I didn't didn't (laughs) understand that. This is supposed to be people that found the footage and put it together professionally to show everyone what happened. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I don't maybe the uh, yeah maybe the computer was on in the earthquake when they were like typing up the credits or something. Uh, oh, well, let's get Parkinson's Pete to type the credits for us. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, do you want, should we go through the film in a in a rough order of what happens? I mean, I've just mentioned the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, the film starts off in I believe Heather's house, and she's yeah. prepping to go out into the woods to make a documentary about. The Blair Witch. And it's it's so good for her and the rest of her friends and film crew that she's taken with her that she's got that copy of uh, How to Stay Alive in the Woods. Because I'm sure she's going to use that throughout the movie when they get lost. To, oh, no, no, we don't actually see it anymore. Yeah, the, the book is never referenced yeah. again. Yeah, see, that's, they make a big point of going, I've got my book, teaches you how to stay alive in the woods. I'm not going to use it. Well, maybe I mean, fire-lighted. maybe I'll, I'll get to that later in my, uh, <laughs> okay. in my um, theory of this this film playing out very differently. This could be something that is part of my idea. Here. Oh, but, okay, yeah. But yeah, it's stupid. Why have a book and never see it again? So never use it. You're already on my side. No, I'm not on your side. <laughs> no, there, I mean there are there are some things that don't make a hell of a lot of sense in this film, but that doesn't take away how much I like this film. I mean, every film is flawed. You sit oh, there, yeah, you yeah, yeah. pick holes in every film. I don't care how great a movie it is. So this is just one of those examples. But, yeah, so anyway, they're, they're getting ready to go into the woods. I think Joshua arrives first. Yeah, because they, they both go and pick up Mikey, and for some reason they just... The car seems to be going backwards and forwards from that camera shot in it as they're telling him to say goodbye to his mum. and Yeah. I don't know. And then they go and pick up Michael. Mike. Yeah. Yeah, the sound man. And um, the, 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 that I, needs I think, to be in large quotes as well, I think. The sound man. Yeah, and cameraman <laughs> needs to be in large quotes because... These are the worst documentary filmmakers. Supposedly, they have the equipment to do this right. Uh, Josh nicked the camera from the uni or college, wherever it is. So. Yeah, because I think he spent some time in the movie shit himself that he's not going to get the, the camera back yeah. in time. That's really the least of his problems. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's a dodgy sound man. I mean, they're, they're in the woods at night and they're recording sound and they're all getting freaked out, but they're in the woods at night and they've got like this high-tech sound equipment, you are going to pick up weird noises because it's the woods and everything's nocturnal. Think that is a stretch that you're supposed to think is a witch. Yeah, I mean, I, I can forgive some of the, the shaky camera work for the whole sense of, you know, you're in a panic and you're running with a camera. Fine. You know, it's going to be blurry and shaky and disorienting. But the rest of it is, they can't film anything properly. They'll, they'll do their little documentary scenes. And Heather's not mic'd up. So no. He's got his little boom mic and he's picking up the wind 
and streams and birds and distant vehicles. The audio is crap. Half the time, <laughs> they're filming something and it's not really a clear shot of someone's face, especially when they're in the woods and they're talking like, I'm going to talk to you, but I'm going to be filming like your waistline or your shoes. A lot of the film is spent zooming in yeah. or focusing. You know, Virtually every establishing shot has to be focused. You know, why was it not cut so that everything was focused? The only part of it that works from the documentary sense is where they're interviewing the townsfolk. Yeah. And that I quite like. In fact, they're the best. They're, well, they were genuine folk from the town, weren't they? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they were or they were actors. Um, yeah. They're the only realistic people in it. I quite like the stereotypical crazy Ralph character. You're all doomed. It's got a death curse. Was that the old lady or the... No, she, um, the old lady was the one who thought the Blair Witch was yeah. a hairy uh, flasher. <laughs> That's the one, yeah. yeah. She took off her coat and she was all hairy. I mean, that was hairy been, tits flapping in the wind. That could have just been me in the woods, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it could be me. I'm bald as a badger. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was Crazy Ralph then? Was, was that the old bloke fishing? Or? Yeah, I think he stood on a rock going, you damn full kids will oh, never learn. Oh, yeah. And they were like a weird couple in a way. Well, they, that, the young lad was well, in that sense of that they had that little banter between them. Where he's I like, don't know, your gaydar is better than mine. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean in that sense. Of the <laughs> it could have been like a father and son thing, but they had a little chemistry between them because the bloke was like, ah, you're full of it. He's like, you don't know what goes down in the woods. They could have been lovers. It's the 21st century. <laughs> you know, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> was it then? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it was the old man yeah. sitting on the rock or standing on the rock going, you damn folk. But they, they were the best people in the film. Was that that's the, the bit for me that felt like an actual documentary was talking at these townsfolk when they've gone into the woods and they've found their little locations which again i'm going to get to that as well mm. and they're trying to document it none of it is filmed well no it's not they're not good filmmakers yeah i, I mean they are student filmmakers and i don't think it actually sort of elaborates on how long they've been studying they could be brand new filmmakers never held cameras in their lives you never know never seen a movie or a documentary in their lives I mean, one of the townsfolk, the lady with the little child, there's a, a lady with a little kid, then the kid's... That's really authentic. I mean, yeah. that, that kid's reaction... Oh, putting a hand over mum's mouth. Yeah, it's quite authentic. I like that little touch. But that lady mentions her knowledge of it. it was like, oh, I saw like a documentary on Discovery Channel or something. And they're like, oh, really? So it's already been done. Yeah, they haven't done <laughs> yeah. A, then technically it, within the film, there's already been a documentary. And B, they probably haven't done their research into the thing they're going to do a documentary about. No, no, no point in the game. It's been done already. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going home. They're going, oh, yeah, we've seen that. We've researched it. Or there's, there's nothing. Yeah. Like that. So that was a bit silly for me. But yeah, yeah, fair play. So anyway, they go around the, uh, what's the town called now? Burkittsville. Burkittsville. Formerly Blair. Yeah. And um, they go to a graveyard at some point, and I think Heather makes a comment about the uh, unusually high number of children buried in a graveyard. Yeah. What's the usual amount of children that should be buried in a graveyard? 10 to 20. <laughs> I don't know. Well, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> they should, they should technically all be buried in a graveyard. I mean, all the, all otherwise the dead ones should be buried in a graveyard. It's yes. a very disturbing graveyard. We'll always bury your dead <laughs> or burn them. Yeah. But I have an issue with that scene as well. Okay. Right? Because she says, she does that whole thing about <laughs> there was a high amount of deaths in the 40s and especially among the children, and no one will tell us why. But, you know, the townsfolk won't say anything, especially to us. Cue them then being in the town, talking to people about what happened, and everyone tells them. Yeah, rust them up. Yeah, yeah, but she's gone, no one's going to tell us. And they've gone, what do you know about the Blair Witch? Well, in the 40s. And they tell them everything that she's gone, no one told us about. <laughs> so, like, eh, actually. Yeah, that does kind of contradict what she was saying previously. But um, And me being me, I have issues with that as well. You, you are very pedantic. I am a bit, oh no, I'm, I'm going to be the angry one here because they, the thing is, it's supposed to be, it's the Blair Witch Project, not the old Hermit in the Woods Project, because that's what everyone discusses. They go to people and say, what do you know about the Blair Witch? And they're straight away going, 
In the 40s, there was an old hermit who lived in the woods and he kidnapped and killed children. Apart from Mary, whatever her name is, who does mention the witch being a hairy flasher. Yeah. And I think the old guy on the rocks was like, I saw a cloud of mist. (laughs) Which, you know, could be anything. Yeah, it could be like swamp mist. Yeah, it could have actually been mist or someone hiding behind a tree having a smoke. In the autumn, aren't forests quite misty? You know, I don't linger in the woods that much. To don't be give me that. That's what you're known for. I have a restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> Up a tree watching people. But yeah, it was, it was that thing. They're going like, we want to make a documentary about a witch. And everyone talks about an old hermit from the 40s and not the witch from whenever it was. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember when it was supposed to be a thing. The witch was uh, supposed to be active. No, Eight, 18 something. Yeah, I, I, would have, I was going to say like the 1800s just to throw out a number, but I can't remember when. And in fact, there's very little witch mentioning in the film. I understand yeah. that's their motivation to go into the woods, but it does seem to get dropped a little bit for, there was a hermit and that was about it, other than I heard a cackling and things like that. Yeah. So eventually, anyway, I'm going to ignore your scepticism. Eventually, they do make it into the woods and they park the car and and really pisses me off that they leave a water bottle. Stood on top of the car. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is there not enough plastic fucking pollution? On a... <laughs> that's essential hydration as well that leave behind. Well, yeah, I mean, that's going to come in handy, surely. I mean, and she's filming it, so you think she would have known. Why you... well, I don't get why they're doing that little shot of leaving the car as well. No, with a water bottle standing on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wonder... agree. That's, yeah. So they wander off into the woods and they, they, they sort of make plans to camp for the first night on their way to Coffin Rock. Yeah, I yeah, believe that was, it was, that was their Rock. first stop. She sits and reads from a book. Yeah. At the, at the actual location. Yeah, I think the first night is quite uneventful, other than doesn't one of them claim they heard a cackling. Yeah, I think Josh says he heard noises at night, including cackling. And again, to me, you're out there to document witch-related activity. You didn't go, fuck me, I better film this. Yeah. I better wake up the sound guy. You've just gone, eh, witch cackling. Eh, cackling, yes. So straight away, you know, to me, that was like, well, you're a fucking failure again at what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, they're not great documentarians. <laughs> you realise you are agreeing with me on a lot of stuff here. I'm not, though. <laughs> This this isn't going to be an agreeable. Okay, okay. This isn't going to be. This is going to be like a full force fucking smackdown. Okay, okay. I, I intend on beating you. <laughs> is this with your theory? into submission? Okay. My theories. I can tell you my theory if you want. Would, uh, okay. Well, sh- I don't know. Should we save it for the end? Oh, go oh, on then. Yeah. You of course. So yeah, they're in the woods. They've done the first night. They move on to to uh, Coffin Rock, I believe it is, which is disappointingly just a rock yeah sit there and read a bit of something about coffin rock and yeah. then they're off again so you read some text from a book and then they head off to find is it the, the cemetery which yeah. is some some stone piles yeah piles of rocks yeah yeah but i don't even remember that getting mentioned in any way shape or form from anyone in the town i don't recall i know the rock piles are supposed to signify the missing children i'm presuming because there were seven kids who went missing and there's seven piles of rock yeah although one's half up a tree yeah, the basket. <laughs> it's a little, little twig basket, like a bird nest, with yeah. some stones in it, which is a bit odd. Yeah. This is around the time things start taking a bit of a dodgy turn, and they uh, start getting lost, walking around in circles a little bit. Well, I have an issue with the whole lost thing. What? Because <laughs> they all complain that they're getting lost, but the map got them to Coffin Rock. This the map is got all them part to, of my theory. The map got them to the cemetery. So they weren't lost. They found their two locations. This is all part of my, my theory Okay, okay. about this film. Is it that they're just fucking stupid? You stupid bitch! No, it isn't. It isn't. It's more. Uh, it's more Machiavellian than that. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they, my my theory will explain why. What do you want to do? You want to do your theory then? Yeah, I kind of do. Right? Here for that. I don't believe that the Blair Witch Project is a film about a witch or Rustin Parr or 
any of that. I think The Blair Witch Project is a film about two psychopaths luring a girl into the woods and then torturing and killing her. And the evidence is thus. <laughs> Josh and Mike are dicks to heaven the entire time. From the minute they get together, through the entire course of the film, they torment her, they psychologically torture her, they, they, they break her spirit, making her feel that everything is her fault. Uh, the map, as you mentioned, worked. Yeah. The map worked fine. She had scouted out a route to the Coffin Rock, to the cemetery. It was, you know, a successful... Yeah, they, they didn't Expedition. get lost. They found their two locations. When the map goes missing, she swears that she'd given it to Josh last, and then Mike had had it and thrown it away. They apparently kicked it into the creek. Or he denied, Josh denied yeah. this, but I think that he handed it to Mike to destroy. <laughs> it was useless. I kicked that fucker into the creek. <laughs> and from that point on, the boys decide every direction that they're taking in that forest, which implies that they're leading her in a merry dancing, leading her in circles. On purpose again to sort of break a spirit, make her think that she's completely fucking lost. It's all part of this sort of like long game that they're playing, leading up to the so point. They're like evil mustache twiddling, tie the lady to the train tracks, kind of. Kind of, yeah. You know, Josh eventually goes missing, assumed kidnapped in the night, but I don't believe that he was. I think he went ahead to set the final trap, which Mike conveniently leads Heather to in the house. To kill her using Rustin Parr's M.O., a story that they'd previously learned about when oh, when, when interviewing the town folk. I, I think that Heather kind of got to a point where she cottoned on to this because they sort of comment about how she doesn't stop filming. And I think that she was using the camera as a way of trying to keep herself faith, uh, safe, um, you know, constantly filming just in case she was right and they turned on her at any given point. I think it was all planned from the start that they were going to take her into the woods and kill her. Now, I must admit... I do like that theory. Mm. However, that isn't what the film's about. And that proves to me why it's a shit movie, because you've had to make a whole different plot line for the movie to no, be good. That's not, <laughs> that's not always how things work. Um, sometimes things are left to your own imagination, and that yeah, could have been a completely that. planned way of people reading this film. Yeah, I, I get that, but I don't know. It's the same as I've, I've got a friend who will claim that in like Usual Suspects, he's got a theory that uh, Pete Possefoy's character... Is actually Kaiser Soze because he wouldn't put himself in danger and so on and so forth. I'm like, yeah, that's a good theory. But even the filmmakers would say, like, no, it was Kevin Spacey. <laughs> no, I honestly, Which to me, it's kind of what you're doing. You know, like, yeah, my theory works. You're like, yeah, and it does. But the whole feel, the whole witch thing is preposterous. There's no witch. There is no. Usually, no evidence of a witch. Rustin Parr is dead. Oh, I can't. Yeah, is he was not supposed 40s, to be dead. Wasn't it? And... So the most likely outcome is that Heather is tricked into the woods. By two people to be killed. I do like that. Yeah. No, I can. That does sort of make sense. But I don't think either of them was smart enough. See, I, they, during the course of the film, the two male actors are quite good actors. Every time, it, uh, I don't know about that one. They're all right. They carry yeah. the film well enough. But every time, it, they they have to discuss something that's happened, like the 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 map thing not working and being kicked into the creek. Suddenly, their acting is shocking. Positively shocking. And to me, that means that they're probably lying and not very good at it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if you're if you're out in the woods and one of you and you've got lost, and then one of you admits that, oh, I had the map and I kicked it in the creek, you would beat the shit out of that person. He just there's a little bit of pushing and shoving. Yeah, but he would have got a, a proper ass kicking. Well, you'd have thought so because that would technically doom yeah. them. But then Heather still had a compass, and she she knew which direction they were supposed to go in. 
Yeah. So surely like, oh, okay, we're going to head east or whatever, and we'll just keep going that way. We're going to come out of the woods eventually. Surely she should notice that. But they were, override, they were overriding her um, decisions even when she was using the compass, and she wasn't going to wander into the woods on her own. Yeah, I think I would have done. And, you know, they, they sort of discover that house at the end. I think that, that Michael led her there. He had ran ahead mm. to... Set yeah, things to up set to, things up to, to make it. Yeah, so they can kill her off and blame the witch or whatever. I did, yeah, no, I like that theory. That's yeah. good. You know that there's a there's a scene with the package though, that she finds in front of the tent um, with teeth and I don't know what the fuck else it is supposed to be in there. Oh, blood and stuff. Tell, just, yeah, you know, ketchup and a, if they're truly psychotic, Josh could have killed somebody in the woods, maybe one of the fishermen or something, and, and but then set that up. They are all, they, and the only way I think that theory would work is if they had a third party because they're all in the tents together when they've got all the so-called noises and sounds of like, there's, is there like a baby crying or something? Yeah, yeah. There would have to be a third party then to be that, doing That does piss on my theory a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they've gone out there and set up some audio equipment beforehand. But judged on Mike's audio recording abilities, I'm going to say no fucking way. Yeah, well, I mean, they're young people. They might have like a nice circle of friends who are all in the same kind of shit. <laughs> Maybe maybe there was a third party. Yeah, yeah it, that would make sense. But for me, I think if, if, for me to make have an ending that made more sense than going and stand in the corner would have been. Didn't they say that? Uh, what was the? Was it Rustin? Was he Rustin the old par? Right, I'd, I'd completely forgotten his name. I must have been the old hermit <laughs> that he was killing kids in twos. But there was a there was a child that escaped, wasn't there? Which is why there was only seven bodies. Yeah, I think the child sort of wandered down from the mountain and informed yeah. everybody what was so going we, on. Even though it it might have been a little bit cliched or treading familiar ground, why not have just had that crazy Mary woman? She was the child who got away, and she was orchestrating all this. She was the one who was going in the woods and setting everything up because she was carrying it on. Which she become damaged by what had happened, or she was kind of in that sort. She was the apprentice thing. Having another person set it all up. Yeah, but she was old as fuck. Mate, we're, get, we're getting on. We're... It's, it, it's autumn in the woods. <laughs> the cold is a killer of the old. I was going to go there with a fucking <laughs> car battery and an electric blanket. I don't see that being... She the... could have been the Hirschute character. Of, she, she could have been revealed to be some weird... Fur, not that I want to see her take any amount of clothing off. But ideally, she'd have put more on. I don't know. But, I'm intrigued. <laughs> you're intrigued. <laughs> she looks like the person who could have crafted those little stick men in the woods. Well, yeah. I don't think she had a lot else going on. <laughs> I don't think her life was rich and full. But then this, the, the problem is there's so many things in the film that are mentioned and never seen. Like, is it the second or third night they have in... I think it's the third night when they realise they're not going to get back to the car. And then they wake up and Josh's stuff is thrown everywhere. Covered in jelly. Yeah, blue jelly. blue jelly. Where? Yeah, you don't really see it. And it's never mentioned again. I don't no. really know what that's supposed to be. Yeah, that that's not seen at all. And there was something else in our... You know what? I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, I'm sure there was something else that gets a... Oh, when they're, when they're running like mad and you hear her screaming like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, but that was a fuck up. Yeah, apparently, I looked into it. Yeah. yeah, apparently when they were... The person holding the camera was supposed to turn the camera to know, the left or the right and you were supposed to see a glimpse of something. But when she screamed that, the camera operator forgot to turn so you don't see anything. My boots are at least. Oh my God, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? It was, it was a crew member, wasn't it? Running around dressed in white or something. Maybe, I don't know. But maybe that would have been shit. Maybe it's better yeah. that way. I don't know, because then you're like, I don't know what it was, Herbert. For all I know, you've seen the fucking squirrel. <laughs> and you just got a little bit spooked by it. You know, city girl, she's not used to wildlife. A squirrel's nocturnal? I don't know. Woodland creatures. Yeah. Could have been a, a deer or something. Yeah, an owl. You know, a deer in a fancy hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, could, it could have been anything. And we will never know, because it was never on screen. That's, that's another issue with it. A yeah, lot of things. that was a fuck up. But 
some fuck-ups are quite handy. I mean, fortunately, the scene where she's sort of like speaking into the camera, the most famous scene, the scene that's on the poster. That's not known. I'm really sorry. Yeah, the Stan Laurel scene. Um, (laughs) That was a fuck-up. Apparently, she hit Zoom or something. Oh, okay. And uh, it became one of the most iconic shots in the film. I must admit, there is a lot. I did like the line. That's all Adlib, isn't it? A lot of her dialogue. Yeah, I, think. I did like the one about um, scared to open <coughs> my eyes and too afraid to close them. I like that. That was a cool little line about yeah. And that is a fantastic piece of acting. And she went to a place where she would have snot running down her face. That's quite brave. Yeah, to put yourself in that emotional fucked up state to be yeah, like, and to and, and, and to appear on film yeah. looking just horrible. Yeah, so you go, hang on, I'm just going to pick up a leaf. Clean the face and reshoot. Yeah, most character. people are mortified of like publicly having snot running down their face. So um, you know you've all been a... there. Someone at some point has gone out and sneezed and just blasted snot across the shop or someone or across a colleague. And... Yeah. <laughs> or the worst one is when you're sitting there, sort of talking to somebody, cough and like this lung butter just sprays, <laughs> lands on the carpet or something in front of everybody. You, you can't. <laughs> hide, yeah, you can't hide that. People have seen that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll agree. I think there that was. That was a really good piece of acting. Yeah, it was a good piece of acting. And it was probably that and talking to the townsfolk was the only good acting in the movie for me. I just didn't... (laughs) I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. I know it, it does go with your theory a little bit, but the other two were very blasé about stuff. They, 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 and it does spend time with your theory that we're going from we need to get the fuck out of the woods to then going, we're just going to have a five minute sit down because we're feeling sad. It just seems odd to me that these char- these other two characters spent so much time blaming her for everything and they don't let up. I mean, yeah, they get to a point where she's just destroyed and they just don't stop blaming her. But, at no point is the blame, other than the little scuffle that you mentioned earlier, the blame should have solely been on Mike. Yeah. He destroyed the map, thereby having them lost in the woods, but everybody's blaming Heather. And not, 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 it's unrelenting. They never let up, you know, to the point where she's just shattered. She's, she's like, she's done. And that, I think, lends credence to my theory. Yeah. That no, they're doing it on purpose. I they're do like to... that. I do like that. Although uh, I'm still going to keep with my, Who's the other person in the woods making sounds? Although then again, yeah, they're I mean, mostly woodland sounds. They're being freaked out by the sound of a branch snapping. Yeah. You're in the fucking woods with old dead trees. Guess what, kids? Branches are going to snap. Do they still make a noise, though, if you're not there to hear them? I uh, wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, I, I, I stand by my theory. Yeah, no, I do like that. But it is still a film called The Blair Witch Project with no witch presence. Yeah, but that's the film that they were making. They were making a doc- documentary about a witch. Now, you could go into the woods and make a documentary about, I don't know, a, a deer, mm-hmm. and then be killed by a mountain lion. <laughs> so would be so more entertaining. The, yeah, it would be. But the, 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 the witch project, I mean, not the... Yeah, the initial yeah, point of you going out there, and therefore the title of your project would be the Woodland Deer Project. But, they but then you're killed by a mountain lion, completely changing the point of the documentary. Yeah, but that goes back to my thing where they're talking to the townsfolk and everyone just, every time they mention a witch, everyone's going, oh, there was a hermit in the 40s. There's yeah. a lot of witch-related other than what you said. Oh, But if you remember, everybody who relay, relayed the story of Rustin Pass said he was doing it for the witch. I don't remember anyone saying yeah, that. Yeah, they do. Apparently mm-hmm. he was doing it to appease the will of the wish. Was that witch. <laughs> the will of the, the wish. The will of the wish. <laughs> the will of the wisp. Yeah, to do... Um, was that actually in the film or was that in the... No, it's, it's in the film. I don't remember that. 
Yeah. Because I know they, didn't they do a separate, there was a separate documentary to the film, wasn't there? Yeah. Which was a lot more of the interviews. And I think that explained a lot more. No, in the film, I'm, I'm certain in the film, when he was tried, he said the Blair Witch told him to do it. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. And I was watching it only yesterday. Yes. Oh, there we go. As you sleeping. <laughs> no, no, no. Perhaps it was like a post-traumatic stress and having watched it twice in the space <laughs> of a week. Because I watched it with my daughter and gave her that misconception that a lot of people had when they first watched it and said, like, this is real. This is actual footage. And obviously that text call reinforces that to let her sit and watch. And just the experience. I mean, I told her at the end, obviously. But it's just to give her that same experience that a lot of people had when they first saw it. She liked it. But then again, she's 12 and doesn't know shit. So, <laughs> See, I like this movie. And fuck that, I'm going to watch it twice. <laughs> See, I just, I could quite happily never watch it again. I'm just, it's, I don't think it's a movie as well that you're going to be like, you look at the collection and go, what should we put on? Can't decide what to watch. Yeah, Blair Witch Project. I remember when those movies. I remember when the film came out, there was a chorus of people singing, I could have done that. And um, Yeah, but they didn't. But they didn't. Yeah. It was one of those films, it was just a simple, clever idea. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, I could have done that. Yeah. But they didn't. No, you didn't. These people thought of it first. And all credit to them. They did a, a good job for what they did. Like we mentioned earlier, the marketing and so on. It was almost the first, in a way, for using the internet and making this whole fake documentary stuff. Because they did a documentary, as I, as I earlier alluded to. And it's making people believe it was a real thing. Yeah. Fully applaud them for that. And making a shit ton of money off from practically nothing. Mm. Yeah, well done. But there isn't really a movie here. It's 80 minutes. 10 minutes as people going... Who's got the map? <laughs> 20 minutes is people screaming, Josh. Josh! 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 And the rest of that is, you've got 10 minutes, 15 minutes of documentary, and the rest of it is like, here's a shot of some leaves. Here's a shit, shit, shit. A shot. Here's a shit. There probably was a shot of some shit. Was it the Pope? <laughs> Did he but, shit in the woods? And if no one's around to see. <laughs> um, where were we? Does he make a noise? <laughs> <laughs> the Pope never makes a noise when he shoots. The holy poop. <laughs> Oh, God, is that the Holy Hand Grenade? The Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. Holy we're, 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 yeah. <laughs> we've really gone off tack here. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, here's some woodland, here's a tree. Even when he's filming the, the stick figures, none of that is done. They haven't gone, let's do it as a documentary. They've just gone, there's a stick man, here's a stick man. Here's yeah, but I don't one. think they were expecting... There's some rocks. I think at that point, all hopes of a decent documentary had been abandoned. Yeah, but you found this, you still, they were still, they weren't in full despair mode. They were a little bit lost. They're trying to get home. They're kind of getting in that bumbly state. But then when you found this thing that may or may not tie into your documentary, surely you're going to go, you know what? Let's film an impromptu scene. Let's get the cameras out. I'll write down some words I'm going to say, which I haven't done now, obviously. <laughs> but then, and you would, you would ad hoc something, I think, rather than just walk around going, stick man, stick man, pile of rocks. Oh, I think I might knock this one over. Right, let's go. I think the part of the film that disturbed me personally, the most, was the fact that it wasn't bad enough that they're going through this horrible experience, but they ran out of cigarettes. <laughs> That's the abandon all hope you went here moment for me. I'll be like, well, I can't do this shit. I can't, I can't deal with this shit. I'm going to just bury myself. I've run out of cigarettes. Wouldn't you have just crafted something from leaves and bark? I don't know. I don't, I don't Maybe it's a tobacco forest. Would you have used the dead mouse that was killed by witchcraft? Um, that no. was, they should have took that fucking line out. I know she's doing it as a joke, but it was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> For those that don't know, they find a dead mouse in the woods and Heather films it and you hear this, what killed this dead mouse? Witchcraft. And it's yeah. it's funny and jokey, but in a way that doesn't fit. No, it's a dad joke. It's just, yeah, it's, it's fucking <laughs> stupid. Yeah, I don't, yeah. So it kind of established that you don't like the film and you don't like mouse jokes. 
<laughs> I don't like bad mouse jokes. There's no such thing as a bad mouse joke. Do you have a good mouse joke on hand at the moment? Now that I'm putting you on the spot? Not at the moment. There we go. No. <laughs> but I'll tell you what does rhyme with mouse. I will have a good mouse <laughs> joke by the time we do our next podcast. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> You're going to look up mouse dad jokes, aren't you? Yes, right. Best <laughs> mouse jokes. House rhymes YouTube. with mouse. And there's a house in the woods. See, this the is the thing, right? I think... Wow. They utilise their locations well in the film. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never really spent a night in a forest, and I imagine it's quite creepy. But this is quite a creepy forest. Okay, I mean, I've, I've camped in the woods, but in a sense of there's been lots of people. No, you've been camped in the woods. Oh, yeah, I was getting this mixed up. <laughs> yeah, um, I've, I've never camped in... I've camped, I've never camped in the woods. And I imagine it is quite creepy at night anyway. They do film it to make it look depressing. And wood, the woods are nice. I'll take the yeah. dogs for a walk in the, in the woods. Yeah. And, and I like the woods, but they make it seem really... Ugh. I don't know. I didn't, do you know what? I didn't get anything from the locations as such. It was oh, like, I it's the woods. And that was kind of all no. I thought of. No, I think the location is a character unto itself in this film. I, I think I didn't find it creepy, though. It was like, that's oh, a nice oh, woods. Did. You got a little screen. Maybe I'm just easier to creep out than you are. <laughs> Could be. Maybe I'm just like a massive pussy. <laughs> <laughs> The house at the end of the film is a creepy house. I mean, I know they went in and they obviously put like kids' handprints up the walls and things like that, but it works. It's creepy. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't find the house creepy. Whether that's because I have this is probably going to sound weird. I have been in derelict buildings before now through work-related stuff and things like that. Where I've had to. Now this film gave me basement anxiety. Oh really? I used to work in a dentist, just doing cleaning when the kids were little, and I had stuff to take the. Uh, the bags of rubbish down into a basement and it was a very Blair Witch basement. I thought you were going to say bags of teeth. Are you the tooth fairy Lee? <laughs> bags of dead children. Um, <laughs> and I used to open the door and throw them in, shut the door and run up the stairs. Oh, like, really? Yeah, because oh, it was okay. a creepy-ass basement and it was very Blair Witch and I, I, I blame this film for giving me basement anxiety. <laughs> even a thing. <laughs> that is a official medical We, we need to thing. look that up. If there's any psychologist out there, if there is an actual phobia for basement phobia. It's probably got, yeah, it's probably got some weird name that doesn't relate to basements, isn't it? But yeah. no, I, d- I didn't find the house creepy. Whether that's because I've been in derelict buildings. Where I work now, I go in what is technically an abandoned mental facility. I used to work at the same hospital you work at and I used to have to go up to the training rooms with the um, practice dummies. They scared the shit out of me. I used to be in there working (laughs) on my own at night and something in my head was telling me if they fucking move (laughs) I'm gone. And it was there's a weird like arm of night uh, room of nightmares with these like arms and you like blood pressure tests and shit. Fucking terrifying. It's more more weird when you go in a room that has like the, the fake fannies and Dicks and stuff. They've got that. For, for well, it's, it's, it stands to reason that you spend most of your time in there. I mastered my fingering skills. <laughs> it's, it's, I should do it. That's not true. And it's, it's for people who practice like catheterizing and things like that. But and I know, fisting. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't managed it yet, but I'm getting on there. Yeah, um, I don't think I remember that. But yeah, that, I, the worst thing was, I think when I was finished, I had to like message like security to come and let me out of that area really? of the fucking building at night time. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure someone used to have to, I used to have to buzz them. And they used to have to come up and I had to stand there in this like, nest of fucking horribleness. I wonder if we're talking about this, the same room upstairs where yeah. you've got two beds with dummies as like an adult and a child, I think. Yeah, I think I've seen too many episodes of Doctor Who. I was, convinced yeah. I was in there for the, the ding of the new year when I was patrolling around and just, oh, I happened to be checking that room. Like, oh, it's new year. Happy new year, boys. And spending it with you dummies. And that was it. I, don't, I guess maybe because I'm more used to it. I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know. I didn't it like it. Me. It bothered me. I've been, <laughs> I've been in derelict buildings through... Security jobs elsewhere where they thought, you know, the police had turned up, someone squatting in it. One copper on his own, like, do you want me to come with you, mate? And you're like, yeah, all right then. And, you know, I've bumbled in it, don't bother me. It's just, it's a building. I used to work in the mortuary and I was more comfortable around the dead bodies 
than these plastic practice dummies. There's a joke there about stiffs, and I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I don't know. I like dead people. <laughs> they, uh, they're easier to work with than, than real people. <laughs> That's very true. Real people, it, living people. Is this uh, from your experience of working with me just now? <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Yeah, you've, you've put me off the living. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what were yeah, we on about? Uh, the house. The house. Yeah, it's, that's a creepy house. It's just an empty house. I, I know it's an empty house, but it's an empty house in the woods with little creepy handprints all over the walls. And But then that's also suggesting that I've kidnapped these children. I'm going to give them some paints to play with. Fuck yourself out, kids. Some of these handprints are probably taller than what you can actually reach. Don't worry about it. I, don't yeah. know. It's, I know it's there for ambience to go like, look, it's creepy, there's handprints. You look a seven-foot kid. <laughs> but I just... The ending was too... I don't like the ending of the movie. It's like, you're standing in the corner, I've dropped the camera, movie's over. Yeah, but that was weird. It was creepy. There's just someone standing in the corner. There was nothing there without that element of here is the witch or here's that someone from the town. He's been tailing them. And yeah, but having, having remembered the story from the start of the film, the minute she ran in the saw that, you thought, well, she's dead because he stood him in the corner because he but didn't like was, him watching. But that was still like a hermit stood him in the corner. Yeah, but maybe they goes back to what I was saying. Maybe he was standing in the corner well, Josh killed her, and they were just like reenacting. Yeah, maybe they were like fans of this busting par fellow, and thought, ah, oh, this is. This but up. then, if he was doing it, because you said it was, a, you thought he was doing it at the witch's behest. You'd need, I think, you'd need a hint of that to suggest that maybe they were doing it at the witch. It's just, it's just yeah. a boy in a corner. I don't. It think, could have just think, been having a piss, and then shocked she's dropped the camera. I don't think there are any supernatural elements to this film whatsoever. There are. <laughs> I'll agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't mean that in a negative way. You mean that negatively. Yeah. I don't think this is a film about the supernatural. I, I think, think this is a film about two very fucked up lads who yeah. plot to. I mean, this is the. They probably didn't know each other. Yeah, this is the dawn. Psychologically destroy this girl. This is the dawn of the internet. Like they probably found each other online. It, it doesn't really go into how they all meet, does it? But at the beginning, Heather doesn't know Mikey, does she? No, she says, and I think Josh does. Yeah, so that kind of ties in. They could have pre pre planned all this. Yeah, it's like um, was it? Scream 2. It's a scream, baby! Where uh, at the end, when the killers are revealed, it, it turns out that um, Billy Loomis's mum, who's one of the killers, had found Mickey, the other killer, online on a uh, psychopath chat room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I don't remember. <laughs> so, yeah, basically. Was that not just Facebook? No. <laughs> Yeah, it could have been yeah. a bit early, but um, oh, yeah, man. some budding psychopath chat room online. She oh, okay. found him and uh, brought him into the mix to uh, be the other killer. Oh, okay. I I don't know. I haven't seen Scream Two since it first came out. I think. Yeah, I think the killers in the Scream movies have like a lone working policy <laughs> yes. for health and safety reasons. They're not allowed to work on their own. <laughs> got two or more. Yeah. Well, I think they fucked that up in the third one because there's only one. I don't think I ever saw the third one. Yeah, the third uh, one is shit. Oh, okay, I won't bother then. It's like two hours Scooby-Doo. The one that's coming out is going to be... Is that four? Five. Yeah, okay. I like Scream 5. Uh, four. Yeah, I, I never saw Beyond Number 2. Mm. I liked the first two. Third one was shit. I thought the fourth one was good. I did see the... Tra- I know we've digressed quite a bit now. I mean, I saw the trailer for Number 5, and I'm not sure. The scariest thing about that trailer is Courtney Cox's face. <laughs> I think somewhere along the line, she got her photos mixed up when she went to see a plastic surgeon, handed them a photo of Ghostface, and said, I want to look like this. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Anyway, is there anything else left to say about Blair Witch? There's lots to say about the Blair Witch. Uh, we're not, are we going to dip into sequels and things as well, briefly? Because Well, I mean, what can you say about Book of Shadows that hasn't already been Is said? that the second one? It's, yeah. We watched that together, didn't we? We might have gone to the cinema. No, I think we rented it out. Did we? Yeah. 
And all I can remember was there something that there was a graveyard and the name changes on the headstone. I don't remember. I remember the a graveyard scene with the hot goth chick laying on a tombstone, being all gothy, yeah. like super gothy. Okay. The only thing that was missing was like the Sisters of Mercy playing in the background <laughs> or something, or at um, least a, a recreation of the scene from Return of the Living Dead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all I, I'm sure there was a bit and. You might have mentioned we was watching it and this, this, one of the names on the headstone had changed or the date or something like if that. If I remember rightly, they go to the site of the house where the videotapes from the film were found. Oh, okay. They have some weird woodland orgy that I, none of them remember. I don't remember. Um, so. Then they go back to some house and all of a sudden it's not found footage anymore okay. and weird shit starts happening that doesn't make any sense and I, it's a really stupid film. I honestly do not remember it. I'm sure we rented it out from... One of the local video stores. Maybe. And you and I watched it, and I can only remember there's a bit in the graveyard. Would that be Snowy's? That would have been Snowy's. Snowy's videos. Can't plug him, because it doesn't exist anymore. No. <laughs> it was an awesome video store. Was he the last independent store we had in our little podunk town? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He used to, I mean, he always had like a decent horror section. Yeah. But he was a weird fella. But even he gave us stuff that he had in to for him to check yeah. to see if he wanted it, and he hadn't got around to it. He was like, oh, do you guys want to watch it? He lent us Killer Ton. Yes. Which is a clan. We need to, I need to watch that again. Killer Tongue was awesome. Yeah. Starring Mindy Clark. Yep. And Doug Bradley. And Robert, was Robert England in it? Who had a pigeon on the head? Oh, Doug remember. Bradley or someone? Yeah, the, under, need, his, under his cap. I'm sure he had a pigeon under his head. I need, I need to watch it again. Not under his head, sorry. On his head, but under his hat. There was a. I remember watching the trauma film a while back. I can't find any reference to anywhere. So I don't know if I dreamt it. Oh, okay. I think it was like called Killer Clunge or <laughs> something. <laughs> I remember me and my friend Sonny watching it, and I can't. I, I must have dreamt this movie because I can't remember or can't find any reference to Killer Clunge, which makes me think I haven't got that right. Would this be the natural tie-in then to go with uh, One-Eyed Monster? Done that movie? <laughs> or is that the one where Ron Jeremy's dick falls yeah. off and starts killing people? <laughs> Killer Clunge. Oh, do you know what I'm getting that mixed up with? Um, if I made what's that up, the, what's the one where the guy's got a sort of sentient cock and he has to keep injecting it? Don't know. Not. It, it was done by the one guy who's done Basket Case, I think, and brain damage. I don't know. I, I remember One-Eyed Monster being about an alien yeah. possessed one Jeremy's dick. That's it. And yeah. he goes on a killing spree. Yeah, we watched this other one together. He's He's got some sort of sentient cock and he has to jerk off in like some some sort of machine <laughs> and he keeps injecting his dick with not steroids but some kind of like animal sedatives and he ends up meeting this girl. He's got like a... His, his dick was coming off and killing people. I'm sure this was, was in like, the 90s. Had we been drinking heavily when you remember? We had was. been drinking heavily. But I was probably unconscious. Was, I'm going to find my phone in a minute and look this up. <laughs> I'm sure it's done by the same chap who did Basket Case and Brain Damage. Oh, don't and know. he ends up meeting this girl. He's got like, I can't remember if she's got like a giant pussy or a sentient pussy and they become <laughs> friends. <laughs> like, I don't know. But if, that's, if that exists, I want to rewatch it. it How awesome. we've got here from the house at the end of the Blair Witch Project, I'll never know. The end of the film, like the penis-related horror movie I can remember <laughs> is Ant Farm Dickhole. Oh, yes. That was a weird movie. It was a weird movie, but the worst thing you want, like, well, not the worst thing, but having ants living in your pee hole is going to be uncomfortable. Didn't they get there because he was like humping the floor or something? I cannot remember. It was a weird movie. Yeah. Good title. <laughs> weird movie. So, yeah, back to, back to Blair Witch, I guess. Then. Um, Sequels. Um, yeah, oh, so God, yeah. Book of Shadows was shit. Yeah, I but... did go to the cinema to see Blair Witch, you know, the recent one done by oh, yeah, um, the dude me. who did, did he do Your Next? Oh, Okay. Was it Adam Wingard who did it? I can't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah and that was a massive disappointment. Did that actually have a witch in it though? Didn't they? Didn't they put? I think you saw it briefly at the end when oh, they get okay. when they when they end up in the house or a house similar to the house from the original. So is it a remake or kind of like a sequel? It's a sequel because so they're revisiting the place from this. Like, the I think the, one of the main characters at the start is the brother of Heather Donahue. 
and he's oh, like okay, um, okay. he's trying to discover what happened to his sister and they go to the woods like a team of them go to the woods armed again with video cameras and drones this time because it's like oh, yeah, yeah. modern yeah i didn't feel they utilized the drone very well i mean they had like this thing that could fly up to vast like pictures of the, the forest area and they didn't really do anything with it other than it crashes into a tree I think at some point but it was a big letdown I'm just going to interrupt I found the film it was Bad Biology ah. by Frank Henenlon that's the one with the yeah Bad Biology was the film with the sentient Wayne no I don't remember that at all okay. we, we did watch that together hmm. I'll have to give that a watch <laughs> unless it was a fever dream and you fell asleep and I was tormenting you with my penis that is very like it was the 90s yeah yeah, anything was possible. We were very drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly. Actually, again, I've just recently I've had this um, memory on Facebook pop up of you just passed out on the uh, well, was on the sofa on. with dicks drawn all over yeah, your face. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did show my kids that one. Yeah, that's right. it. That's it. You're, you're sporting your green Mohican. <laughs> it's me, much slimmer. Yeah, we were all a lot thinner back then. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, anyway, the, uh, the, the recent Blair Witch, big thumbs down. It could have been so much better. I may have to check it out simply because I haven't seen it at mm. all. And just to round things up, but yeah, I, I don't like the original. It's it's okay. like I said originally, I like the what they did with the marketing campaign. It was clever and it was the first real time that had been used. But as a film, there's no, nothing really happened. I think I saw it at a good time in my life where like, um, you know, a, a year that was like full of fond memories and, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. and disappointments. I mean, that was the year <laughs> Star Wars. Episode one came out and <laughs> broke my heart forever. Oh, Moi Moi, I love you. We were dumb enough to watch it twice on the same day because we had extra, because we thought this is going to be so good. We're going to watch Star Wars twice. Yeah, bought two tickets mm. and then sat having some chips in between showings, wishing we were dead. Yeah, I fell asleep the second time. I think by the time they got to meet the Gungans, I, that's the last scene I remembered. And the second time around was, there's Boss Nath, I'm, I'm out. I sat there desperately willing myself to try and like it and <laughs> fight a losing battle. So yeah, no, I remember going to see The Blair Witch, not really knowing anything about it and just having a good time and enjoying it. I, I, I liked the film and um, I, I understand why people don't like it. I yeah. understand that it's a film of nothing, you know, especially today where you're spoiled by like CGI and special effects and everything must be shown. This was a low budget independent movie that just like dared you to use your own imagination a little bit. But it wasn't so much, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not too fussed if things aren't shown, but it was, nothing was really implied. There wasn't, there wasn't anything other than, here's some rocks, here's a bundle of sticks, I've screamed, what the fuck was that? There was nothing, because the story was so incomplete, and whether that was because of that ad hoc thing where they only had the barest of notes, and because it wasn't really a cohesive script as such, and there was probably tons of footage that never got used, and they were filming everything, and it just... Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I mean, there are films that have come out since that kind of did it better yeah. uh, Willow Creek for example yeah see no I like Willow that Creek. is a story basically about two people with a camera going into the woods and you for the most part of the film you don't really see anything but mm. they I mean that scene at the end where they're sat in the tent mm. terrified because there's something roaming around it's like it's, I mean for the, for the most part of that I don't even think there's a picture there's a lot of moments in the film where it's just complete darkness yeah and, but, and you're hearing like the noise outside. But for me, that worked. Yeah, it was a, it was a good movie. Yeah. And but they, I think that had a cohesive script that it stuck to. And if they'd have done a bit more scripted in, in Blair Witch, yeah. it may have worked better better for me. Yeah, I mean, they took everything that Blair Witch had done before and they did find a way of making it seriously intense. I mean, that last scene is brilliant. Because that was Bobcat Goldfight, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, Zed. Zed from ah! the Police Academy movies. Yeah, yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, no, I did like that. Yeah, but it was, it, but it was very much... The Blair Witch Project. Yeah, it, it was kind of the Blair Witch. With Bigfoot. Bigfoot related. But yeah. I really like that. And Blair Witch, I just can't get into. 
Yeah, but uh, this, this goes back to what I'm saying about you can't deny its impact and its um, oh, no, it has, its influence on, on, on cinema. Yeah, it is a culturally... Re- that's a really hard word to say sometimes. It was a culturally... A culturally... Yeah. It was a relevant movie in that, and it, it did a lot, and it kind of... That, like I said, the whole media side of it, uh, marketing and things like that, and it did a lot, and it inspired a lot of other things, as yeah. you said at I the mean, start. for better or worse, I mean, there, there's a plethora of like um, found footage films annually, and probably about 15% of them are any good. Yeah. Um, like, again, case in point, I recently watched the, uh, the recent um, Paranormal Activity film, and uh, it was shit. Uh, and quick plug, Lee has reviewed it on the website, realhorrorshow.co.uk. I didn't like it. <laughs> it was quite boring. <clears throat> I don't, like as I said to you before, I don't think it was actually, I mean, I'm probably completely wrong, but I don't think it was actually originally being made as a paranormal activity because it doesn't feel like one. It bears very little um, resemblance to the rest of the series. Okay. I think they sort of like crowbar in a demon that doesn't really do much. Having read your review, I kind of got, I've only seen the trailer. And I, when it came on, I didn't even know it was, is it the, the Kin or something? Next or, of Kin. Next of Kin, that's it. I didn't realise it was even that movie. I'm watching the trailer, thought, oh, what's this? And then, hang on a minute, this might be the, I think this is the Paranormal Activity movie you reviewed. Yeah. And it wasn't until they mentioned a demon in the attic that there was any semblance of anything to do with that. Yeah. And I got, yeah, I got that impression from the trailer. I think I actually retitled it for the uh, for the review, Parasnormal Snortivity. <laughs> it was fucking boring. <laughs> I mean, you know, some of the films haven't been that great, but they've always had some sort of good idea that features somewhere in the film, like uh, case in point that the, the Xbox Connect in part four. Part four wasn't a great movie, but that was cool. And uh, part three with the oscillating fan camera, that was cool. They don't bother with any of that in this film. Uh, the, probably the most new thing they try and do is is give it an Amish setting, which could have been cool, but isn't. It's, you know, it's complete wasted opportunity to do something new and interesting. It's just shit. And like I say, probably 85% of the uh, found footage films that come out yearly are shit. Just like... The <laughs> <project>. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it's not. It, and I've, I've kept saying this, but it's, it's just it's a non-movie for me. I, like I say, I get why somebody wouldn't like it. Um, I think I'm probably looking at it through rose-tinted glasses. I enjoyed my experience of going to see it. I was actually concerned watching it, it again that I might enjoy it and go, "Oh shit, I'm wrong." Bars. And and when I watched it the second time for my notes, I then I watched the first twenty minutes and then just skimmed the rest. I'm like, I don't want to watch it again. I can, I can get what's going on by just jumping ahead every like ten minutes or so and going, oh yeah, what's this bit? Yeah, we're shouting about Matt. Josh, now we're Josh, shouting for Josh. Josh. And now I'm standing in the corner of a house. Yeah, but I mean, in that situation, what else would you be doing? You know? And eh, fuck it. If, if, I'm off. If we went camping in the woods right. and you went missing, yeah. under mysterious circumstances, and I was running around in the woods looking for you, I probably would be shouting, Mark. And then I would be following that up with, don't come back, you bastard. You don't have the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> Serves your right. Yeah, you fuck you. You're staying in the woods. <laughs> yeah, but the thing was as well, he, I know he left his stuff there, but he was talking about going and there was hints that he was like, oh, fuck this. I'm just going to go. You'd like, you'd shout for him for a little bit and go, well, clearly he's just fucked off. We'll do the same. Here's my compass. I'm going to travel whatever direction I need to get to to go to the car. Oh, shut up, Mikey. You keep whining about. I'm going to sit here and mope. Fine. I'm leaving you to it, mate. I'm getting to the fucking car. At least I'm not going to get help. Yeah, but by that point, they'd broken her. She was terrified. She wasn't going to wander off in the woods on her own under any circumstances. As far as she was concerned, Mikey was her safety net. You know, He shouldn't have been anyone's safety net. I know. He was a dick. Yeah. You can't trust a guy who's gone, oh, I kicked the map into a stream. Yeah. 
and it, a map that worked. It worked. Yeah, yeah, that whole that, yeah. We've we've said all this, but that was stupid to me. Yeah. It's a very hard film to defend the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I can tell. No, I because I like I said before, <laughs> I understand why people don't like it. Yeah, I understand that you know to some it might be a bit of a non-event, but and it may be a nostalgia thing that makes me like this movie as much as I do. I was in a good place. It was a good year, despite George Lucas trying to fuck that up for me. <laughs> And I enjoyed my experience of watching it. I thought it was clever. Did you go to the cinema for this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was clever, innovative. Um, It was a very student film, but I was blown away with what these people had managed to do with nothing. Yeah. And the fact that it had such a cultural impact is impressive given what it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't deny that. You know, certain films make a huge. Uh, impact on like pop culture and, and films like Star Wars did but you can understand why Star Wars did it's, it's very obvious why Star Wars changed the face of cinema yeah, the way yeah. it did because you know the special effects it, it was, was just something that had never really been seen before it did something new it took that big step beyond what was going on yeah and everyone kind of latched onto it and were like right we need to make a sci-fi movie now and things like that so the fact that the Blair Witch Project could have a, not to that extent because nothing really has that impact that Star Wars had or Jaws had, the fact that it could have such a cultural impact being a film with no special effects, no big name actors, none of that is quite impressive. But then again, for something that had a cultural impact and a huge following, I mean, Hitler is in that list. <laughs> so we're comparing the Blair Witch Project to the Nazis now. I, I just want to bring it back. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's a bit too extreme. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hitler did make a hell of an impact on the yeah, exactly. on culture. But I don't think the two are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, forgetting that then, if he was to review it now, what star rating would you give it? Because for me, I think it'd be a two. I'd give it a solid four. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd give I'd give the Blair Witch Project a solid four. I think it's a well-made, enjoyable movie. Okay. Yeah. You know, at times very well acted. I would say well directed, but again, we know that. Yeah. There was none of that really going on. Uh, I think they, as far as the writing goes, they wasn't really given scripts. They were like, today you walk. They, they were given notes, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. And then you have a conversation about this and uh, something scary is happening over there. So you run off and um, we'll assist you with your like acting a bit by like doing scary shit. We'll bring all the tent around and make noises in the woods. Yeah. yeah. So what they actually walked away with from that is quite impressive. Yeah. Given that. There was no real script, no real direction. Everything was vague as fuck. Yeah. And yeah. these people weren't big, well-known professional actors. That helped with the documentary sense of it, I think, as well. Because you're like, I've never seen these people before in my life. No. Um, that worked well. I think they were told to sort of like lay low for a little while after the film came out as well. Oh, okay. Just to sort of enforce in, that thing of them gone missing. In much the same way that Rigo Diodato told the cast of Cannibal Holocaust to go missing oh, okay. for a bit. Which really blew up in his face. And this is going back to my Hitler thing as well, then. Because <laughs> he went into hiding. <laughs> yeah, he did. But I don't think Dato blew his head off in a bunker. Um, no, actually, but the funny thing is that blew up in his face a little yeah. bit because around the time of the, uh, the sort of video nasty witch hunt, they tried to prosecute um, Cannibal Holocaust and they pulled um, the director into court. Yeah, he had to show how they how he did the effects. It would explain like, the one with the lady on the spike. They were going to do him for murder. Yeah. And basically, he said, you need to prove you didn't kill these people by having them come in and sort of yeah. present themselves. And because he had told them we're going to hide, he couldn't find them. 
excellent. So that really sort of blew up in his yeah, stupid yeah, face yeah. a bit. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a good market employed to have your actors just vanish for a bit. So mm. you can sort of like play on the whole, this is a true story thing. And I think a lot of people swallowed it. A lot of people thought, this oh is, yeah, without doubt. Yeah, this is a true. Mo-. And I think the film was strong enough to sort of like push them conviction, them, them beliefs. But then again, these are them people who believe that someone's made a movie of this and made a shit ton of money off it. There's nothing on the credits to say like the proceeds will go to the families or anything like that. No. But so there wasn't any credits, were there? Yeah, there is at the end. Is there? Yeah. I've never seen I know, there isn't at the beginning, which I like. It's just the digital Shaking text. Shaking his Merry Christmas, everyone. Here's your wobbly text. Yeah. And then it goes into the movie and that kind of works out and then you've got credits at the end. But even so, it's, just, it's getting released at the cinema. So you know, like, well, hang on, someone's making money off this. Yeah. So that kind of. But no, for what it, for what it was and what it did, it did, it did something, I'm not going to say fresh, but it did some, something new. Yeah. It, it took that step that other films that had kind of trod these paths hadn't done before, which is why I'd give it two stars because I don't like it, but it, at least it, it tried something different. Yeah, and even I, though for me it was kind of a non-movie where I don't want to see blurry shots of leaves. I think you know, you know I, I I see it differently than I, I see the Blair Witch Project. There's a cinematic event that changed the face of cinema, and that can't be ignored. And uh, it, to me, it's a solid four-star movie. Okay, you know, I I, I could sit here and argue till I was blue in the face why I like it. But I, like I've mentioned many times, I understand why people don't. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's one of those, it's one of those things. You know, you, you, people aren't going to like it for many valid reasons, and some people are just going to remember it fondly. Yeah, and like it. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, like we said, it's well, yeah. Sometimes you like a movie, sometimes you don't, and we can all have different opinions, and that's fine and lovely. Yes, <laughs> you know, we're not going to fall out over this, even though Lee's wrong. So. Uh, the beauty of a democracy. <laughs> I think just to slightly reinforce that I'm correct, though. I think <laughs> I think you, you agreed with more of my points. I don't know. No, I did agree with. <laughs> I have agreed with yours, but everything bad I've said about the movie, you have agreed with as well. Mate. Yeah, but I mean, this is going to oh, be. Know, yeah, this yeah. is going to be sort of like <laughs> counterproductive for my argument. Yeah, but it's a film where there isn't much to defend. Because there isn't much there. Yeah. And that sounds like I'm completely going against what I'm saying, but it is yeah. a film where it's... For you, know, that works. And I, can, I, I can't defend the yeah. special effects. There aren't any. <laughs> I, I, I really can't uh, defend the um, the photography, the way it's filmed, because it's horrible. Like, you've, got, you've got no effects. You've got no decent camera work. You've got no real script. The only good acting is when someone's got snot down a face and then the, and the townsfolk. I like the townsfolk. They would... Whether they were genuine townsfolk, which I'm sure I heard they were, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, but I know they, they were good at just being natural people. Whereas to me, Heather and Co. didn't they didn't feel like natural in yeah. a way. They just, I don't know. They, they, there was there's that weird thing where sometimes people try and act naturally and it doesn't work, and they were kind of in that middle ground of being natural and acting in a crap natural. It, I don't know. Some of their reactions just didn't feel. Yeah, I mean, I know sort of the aftermath of that, of acting in such an iconic film. Oh, yeah. It never really catapulted the stars into, like, fame. I know Heather Donahue's gone on to being, like, Always Sunny in Philadelphia and a few other things I've seen her in. I see some low-budget shark movie that I can't remember the title of with Joshua Leonard in, and he was in some of the... I think he's in... I'm pretty sure he's in the first Hatchet. Was he really? I think, you know, this, the opening scene with Robert England in the boat? Yeah. I think that's Joshua Leonard. Oh, his son in the boat. Yeah. Goddamn got a squat to take a piss. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm fairly sure that's what, that's him. He's definitely in one of them, I'm sure. And it's that opening scene, I think. But then the other one, Michael Williams, I don't know if he's ever been in anything again, ever. Did he ever get out of the woods? Um, <laughs> he's still in there somewhere. I don't, but he, to me, he was the weakest of the three actors anyway. Yeah. You know, there was times where his acting was just so forced. There's a scene where he's sitting in the woods, rocking backwards and forwards as if he's having some sort of like sudden mental breakdown. And it's really forced and un- unconvincing. Yeah, it didn't. 
it didn't fit. It was a little bit. That's, that's what I don't like those moments where they're just sitting in the woods, where they've just said, we're so. I mean, that does reinforce your theory then, where they're saying they're so eager to get out and escape and get back to the car, get back to work and so on, and then they're going to sit down for a bit. I understand that in, in a real situation, you might be traumatizing things, but not enough to stay in the place that's freaking you out. There was a lot of sitting around. I think yeah. if I was in a situation like that, I mean, I don't know, you, you've got to be thrust into these things to find out. But if I was in a situation like <laughs> that, where I thought, this is really horrible and I might die, I can't imagine wanting to stop. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's what I'm... Yeah. You know, it's still daylight. Why yeah. am I sitting under a tree? Let's keep fucking moving. Yeah, let's just keep walking. Yeah. It's, it's re- I mean, I get it. It's very hard to walk in a straight line. But yeah. in, a, in a terrain that all looks the same, they would say if you're in the desert and you're trying to walk in a straight line, it's impossible because you've got like a naturally... Don't we naturally walk in, in, a in a circle? Yeah, but they do have markers mm. in the forest, so which which leads into my theory that they were Heather was intentionally led yeah. astray. Yeah, you know, no, once the, like her map was working, once the map was destroyed, they mm. took over leading duties and were responsible for mm. every direction that she took. They even had a compass. I think at one point, yeah, and, and um, they wanted to take the compass from her. One of them wanted it, and she was like, "No, you couldn't be trusted with a map. I'm keeping yeah. the compass." And I, 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 I stick by my point that she was scared. She wasn't going to wander off on her own and think, "Fuck you." Yeah. I don't know because I don't think you. Yeah, would. I don't know because if you're convinced, look, this is definitely the way to go. If you go that way, you're going the wrong way. You've already complained about being lost. Follow the friggin' compass. Mm. But you didn't see him. I mean, that could have happened in a. Oh, all right, I'm going to defend it now. That could have happened in a not seen piece of footage. Yeah, but it wasn't shown in the overall movie. No, so. no, I think it was just implied, and you were left to like assume that's what happened. Yeah, but I think that I think that's where it falls apart. Another thing it falls apart for me is like the, everything is implied. Yeah, the whole <laughs> there's an implication that there's a movie in there somewhere, which is but, which that that to <laughs> me is good. That's fun. Because you can sit there and you can like mull things over and come to your own yeah. conclusions, but and I like that. It's, it's it's kind of more immersive as a viewer, Just having everything like fucking handed out to you on a plate. Mm. Oh yeah, I like takes some of the fun away from yeah. things. You know, this is a very straightforward movie about I don't know an asteroid coming towards Earth. There's the special effects; it hits the Earth, end of film kind of thing. That's 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 fine and it's entertaining, but none of that invited pulls you in and lets you have a part in like. If the, we're gonna slag off something destroying the Earth, then we should probably. At some point, discuss that fucking moonfall or whatever it's called. Oh, the, I see the trailer was online it's yesterday. Um, piece of shit, it's actually by Roland Emmerich as well. Yeah, I think. yeah which Can't stands to reason. I've, I've destroyed um, landmarks. I'm just going to destroy the planet this time and the moon. Yeah, bastard moon! How dare it! I, I read this synopsis where apparently something is knocked the moon out of its orbit or something, and it's heading like towards the moon out of orbit. Decepticons. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite cool. Is that the moon base from um, Iron Sky? Is it moon Nazis again? And then I think Halle Berry is up in some space shuttle heading towards the moon to save the day. I mean, I don't, How the fuck it, is she? <laughs> give it a little shove. It's not, we're, gonna, we're taking Chuck Norris up there. He's just going to punch it back where it belongs. Nah, Nuclear Man from Superman 4. Oh, Christ. Isn't there actually a scene in that film where he shoves the moon? <laughs> I can't. It's, it's another film that I have No, Superman seen does. Since. Superman pushes the moon in front of the sun to cause an eclipse to take away Nuclear Man's... Oh, my God. I can't remember. That's another film I saw once when it first And then brilliantly... Out. Nuclear man kidnaps not Lois Lane, whoever the other love interest in that film is, and flies her to the moon and sets her down while he and uh, Superman have a fight. She hasn't got a spacesuit, right? But she's all right, okay? Because physics, because yeah, <laughs> fuck logic. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Moonfall. Sa- I haven't seen the trailer. Sounds awful. I saw the trailer. Looked like a load of ass. Here's like stuff being destroyed. Enjoy. You want to see special effects destruction? There you go. I liked Independence Day. It is. Bits. A good, fun, big budget B movie. I don't like Will Smith. 
Neither do I. He's not a good actor. No, I can't stand Will Smith. Oh, and I generally will actively yeah. avoid anything that yeah. Will Smith is in. But I do love Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I'm not trying to over-dramatize uh, this, but that was um, that was alarming. Oh, and yeah. Jeff, Gold, oh, Jeff yeah. Goldblum can sell a film to me. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'll go with that. Anyway. But it's an enjoyable <laughs> film. Yeah. The sequel, I don't remember. I watched it, don't remember anything there about it. It was a large alien at the end. Hadn't they like utilised the alien technology from the first one to help build like interplanetary defences or some shit? Maybe there was a big queen alien and someone was driving driving a bus away from it with some school kids. I don't know the old Jewish guy. I can't. No, I don't know what Jeff driving... Goldblum's dad. Yes, was well, he still alive in it? I'm sure he was. He was driving a bus with school kids in it. Oh, I don't know. So, this is what I mean. I've forgotten it. I'm, I it might shit. watch it again because it's something my my youngest would probably enjoy. It's aliens and explosions. The day after tomorrow was a good idea, poorly executed. And what was the other one? 2012? Yeah. That was shit. The day after tomorrow, did you even... How long does it take? It's 45 minutes till they mention he was a chauffeur. I thought he stole a limousine at the start of that film. No, that's 2012 where he's a chauffeur. You Is mean it? John Cusack? Yeah. yeah that's See, they're all so fucking... Which one? Oh, the day after tomorrow's the cold one. No, the, yeah, and the 20, yeah. Uh, Is 2012 is the one where the Mayan calendar predicts and, earthquakes yeah, and shit. Okay, yeah, see, there's such carbon copies, anyone could. You could probably splice footage from Independence Day in 2012, or, and I wouldn't have noticed. I think they steal an airplane at some point and fly from fly Las through, Vegas to... to um, don't they fly through the collapsing buildings yeah. rather than let you go up in your airplane? And from there, they go from Las Vegas to uh, the Himalayas. Do they? Okay. Yeah. How oh, is that where the Ark is, or whatever they're calling it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. It's a weird uh, okay. shit. I saw the cinema and really didn't like it. But Independence Day is a good film. But Roland Emmerich's <laughs> disaster movie thing has got very old very fast. So I'm not too thrilled about the idea of Moonfall, which sounds fucking ridiculous. You should watch the trailer and then you'll see exactly how fucking ridiculous Have it you is. watched it, yeah? I have seen the trailer, yeah. <laughs> not intentionally. It's on one of those trailer compilation things and it popped up. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh, look, Roland Emmerich. Yeah. See, I'm uh, not a fan of Halle Berry either. I don't think I've seen her in anything I'll give a shit about, no. X-Men. Yeah, but she's got the worst line ever. Yeah. I'll think about Toads being struck by lightning. Yeah, that's Joss Whedon's fault, though. Yeah, probably, but you could have gone... Although, I think you tried to sort of... Like, this line's shit, though. I'm not going to say it. Although, a lot of things, it turns out, are Joss Whedon's fault. <laughs> <laughs> the less said about that, the better. Yeah. So we, uh, we've really digressed. Back to Blair Witch, then. Yeah. I don't know there's a lot more we can say about this film. You um, like it, I don't. I do like it. I will defend it. Poorly, as it turns out. <laughs> I just, other than saying it's good, so, nah. yeah, what I mean, do you say? If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. Make your own mind up. I mean, you, you might find yourself on Lee's side, on mine or somewhere in a, it's in a, a happy middle ground. It might hate it more than me. I don't know. I mean, I don't outright hate it. I just... It's just a non-movie for me. It just There's nothing that makes me want to watch it. It's a 22-year-old movie. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Because um, where's the time gone? But <laughs> it, it's the sort of film that doesn't age poorly because there's nothing in it to date it other than the title card that says yeah, 1994. That, you could argue about the lack of phones and things like that, but you know. Well, yeah, but who cares about that? <laughs> the, the, the new one, the new, the, the more recent one had technology like phones right. and that drone and made no real difference to the film. No. So I don't think that the, the lack of technology is even a so problem. I have one question with a new one. You did say you see The Witch briefly. Was that a, uh, an actual physical effect or was it just some CGI nonsense? I would say it looked like it could have been practical. Okay. I'll have to have a look um, and see if I can find some. It's only a very quick glimpse that so they're in the house at the end and I can't remember what happens, but they decide the best thing to do is not look at it. And I think at one point one character turns around and it's kind of there near a door 
And um, was she like Medusa now? Then? No, I don't know. I can't remember why they were told not to oh, look okay. at it. It's got I me. Mean, it's quite a cool effect. But I tell you what, I, I will. I will sort of do it as a homework thing. I will watch it and just give a brief rundown next time we do this and just say, do you know what I thought of it? Because mm. I've never, ever seen it. I don't even think I saw a trailer for it because it was, I was like, nah, I didn't like Blair Witch. I'm not going to bother with the new one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's made by good filmmakers. Okay. And I think the whole marketing thing leading up to it was, it was, some, it was called something else. And then it was like the week before they, they released it, they suddenly went, nah, you know what? We'll let you know now. It's called The Blair Witch. And I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, I'm pretty sure it was Adam Wingard who did it. Okay, well, but it was disappointing. I'll, I'll see if I can find it somewhere, and uh, I'll, I'll give it a watch. Just better be able to rent it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, I don't know. Uh, I don't know who won that argument. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah. I don't think it was me. <laughs> I don't think my my case was that strong. I it's hard to defend something where you agree, you kind of agree with yeah. the point of the person who who who. Who doesn't like it? It's, 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 it's. I am going to uncharacteristically find the middle ground of saying we both made valid points, Lee. See, I'm impressed because I thought you'd be like doing a little dance. <laughs> I was right. He was wrong. I'm trying to curb my anger. <laughs> I'm trying to be a good boy. Anyway, that was our uh, first podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. When do you think we'll be doing the next one? I don't know. Hopefully, we can do them on a fairly regular basis. We'll just have to see how things pan out. Anyway, yes. So, yeah. Um, we need to decide what we're going to discuss next time around. I know we've had a few ideas. Well, I'm thinking um, we could review, talk about Malignant. Yeah, maybe the films of James Wan leading up to that. Yeah, because we, have, we haven't covered Malignant on the site, have we? So that would no. be a good. And we haven't even discussed it between us. So that yeah, that'd be a good one to see how we just thought. Yeah, yeah James Wan films. I like that idea. Yeah, and I'll briefly, if I get to watch it, talk on the. Uh, is it just Blair Witch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll have a look and just give a quick couple of minutes just to say I do recommend you watch The Conjuring 2 uh, it's a good uh, movie can't see we're going to get we're supposed to be wrapping this up and now you're going to because I, <laughs> I for me all The Conjuring and Insidious and Paranormal Activity they all kind of mush into one thing for me a little bit I get they're why very similar but The Conjuring and styles and The Conjuring films I find do it better it's, they're all old school was The Conjuring another one with the, the demonologist couple yeah I forgot the name. Not Helen Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, Warren, not Mirren. Yeah. <laughs> Helen Mirren. Yeah. <laughs> Paranormal investigator, Helen Mirren. That would enjoy. It's, that's what annoys me, I think, because it's the whole, we're really demo, demonologists. And like, you know, that shit's not fucking real. You, you're tapped in the head and you're ripping people off. They, yeah, I get to a point, but they didn't rip people off. They didn't charge money for their investigations. What about to go to their museum? Oh, well, they probably charge you for that. I don't know. but um, Don't taunt the raggedy and all. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say that I believe any of that shit, but I do know that for their investigations, they didn't charge anybody. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll, gi- we'll give them that. Which one. How much yeah. money have they made from the movies? So? <laughs> well, they're both dead. Oh, they're both dead. Was it recently one of them? Uh, I think Lorraine Warren died last. Ed had been dead for a while. Okay, I didn't realise they weren't making money, though, so I'll give them that much, however they were. Anyway, both delusional in my yeah, probably. opinion. But yeah, well, well, he was we'll a demonologist and she was a psychic, so you make it that way you want. Is that, I mean, <laughs> I have never seen those two vacancies come up on a, on a job search. Yeah, I think I think, I think the main selling point of the uh, the films for me are the casting of Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson, okay, who are yeah. both great. And yeah. I, I would watch Vera Farmiga in pretty much anything. So, Well, maybe we'll save those for a, for a future one then and we can... Discuss those a bit more because there's a lot. I don't even know which. Do you, do you watch them in the chronological order or? I don't think you need or... to watch anything other than the Conjuring films. I mean, the Annabelle films. I think Annabelle Creation is a good movie. 
I know more. The others, not so much. The nun. One of them that she didn't like. Was it? Was it what's, no, it might have been Creation. Something, it was like a prequel one, so I'm guessing it was Creation. Yeah, I thought Creation was a good movie. I don't know. I'll, I'll get lost amongst them all because they seem <laughs> to be very, very similar. Yeah, no, fair enough. But then, it, what rating was Conjuring, the original? Was that a 15? No, well, I know it's the only film rated R that has no nudity, swearing, or violence. Oh, really? Is it just for terror, scary scenes? I think the studio just said it was that scary that they okay, didn't want to give it a lesser. I'll, I'll probably have to pre-watch it and see if it's something, because obviously my daughter being 12, to see if it's something she can watch. Yeah, the, the the first two Conjuring films, I think, are really good movies. The um, second one is probably my favourite. Okay. Um, okay. I don't think I saw number two, and one is, it's in my brain somewhere, bits of it. But it's, <laughs> it's, like I said, it's mixed up with Insidious and, um, was it Sinister or whatever, and Paranormal Activity, and they're all blur into one homogenous <laughs> lump of, of spookiness. Spooky jumps there. Yeah, no, I can see that, but give it a whirl, you might like it. I come off really negative in this, don't I? But next time we'll find, maybe we'll find something that I like, and you don't, for one of them, I can be positive for a change. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with that is I'm really easily impressed yeah. by everything. I sit there going, ooh, pretty. Yeah. You liked Midsummer, I didn't. I did. Made. I didn't like Hereditary, but I don't think you did either, did you? I did. I liked it to start with. Uh, yeah, to the start, and I started to think this is a great movie, and the ending spoiled the entire bloody film for me. Yeah, so. her upside down headbutt in the fucking attic door was just gone. Yeah. Anyway, no, the whole thing at the end where he sort of like a headless body floating into a treehouse or some shit, Something and there's like a load of old naked people. Yeah, no one wants to see that. And I was like, that, I, I, I was laughing, and I don't think you were supposed to. I don't think that was the response <laughs> no, that he wanted no. to elicit from me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah. thanks for listening, and uh, yeah. Till next time. Yeah, hopefully we'll bring one very soon. Cheers. Bye.